mi gente, your boy Sky John here today with my boy Leonard. Leonard, tell them who you are and what it is that you do. Hi, so my name is Leonard Cisneros. I'm a public health coordinator for an organization called Flying Samaritans. So on a monthly basis, uh, a monthly basis we go to Tijuana, Mexico, uh-huh. and we provide primary care services, health education, pharmacy, and dentistry as well. Okay. So you've been working in public health for how long now? A couple years now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've also worked, done work with the Red Cross, and I recently started a position as a healthcare consultant. So what are you guys doing, right? Okay, right now, the, the, the food of the day, the soup of the day is coronavirus, okay? That's right. horrible soup. Right. So what, what are you guys doing, your organization doing about the coronavirus? So as a public health chair, uh, I have to make sure our organization is educated, specifically our committee as well, in all things global. And right now in Mexico, there's actually been no outbreak of the coronavirus in Latin America. You all have a, you all have a case in Mexico City, the first one. I think um, that was today. Well, you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> Before that, there was a case in Brazil, but uh-huh. a lot of the spread has been due to globalization. Uh-huh. Right. So you're seeing places in Western Europe, in the U.S. as well, and in all of Southeast Asia, you have the coronavirus breaking out. But for the most part, it hasn't been an issue in Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. But what world health officials are worried about, like the World Health Organization, is the coronavirus spreading to a lot of these uh, less developed countries because they don't have the infrastructure to support preventing the virus. This will do a lot of damage in Mexico, wouldn't it? It would. It would, yeah. Have you been yourself? I've been to Mexico. I mean, I haven't been to Mexico City, but I've been to like some of the border cities, like Mexicali. And I know. I'm originally from the Bahamas, mm-hmm. so I know what it is like to not necessarily have, you know, the world's best health care, like the U.S. Or, or some of these other very wealthy countries. Because poorer countries can't just order tons of masks and have tons of doctors doing a ton of testing. Right. They don't have the equipment. So once people start dying... Dude, you're screwed. You know, everybody <laughs> dies. You either immune to this or, or, or you're done. And that's part of the problem, too. That's I mean, that's why we have to go to Mexico, because they don't have the infrastructure already. Uh-huh. So we're completely nonprofit. We're there based off of donations from doctors, from other people. And we're there to kind of fill the gaps yeah. in the healthcare system. So so let's talk about the coronavirus here in America, okay? Right. So, um. They told us now the kill rate is two to three percent, okay. And for the common for the common flu, it's point one percent. Right. So the coronavirus is twenty times more lethal than the common flu, okay. Even though it only affects about twenty percent of, of of people who get it, because mm-hmm. some people it appears it doesn't really bother most kids, mm-hmm. which is weird. Like I see babies have it, and are completely fine. Like they have no symptoms whatsoever, but I mean, it, it's killing a, a, a lot of people and probably will kill a lot more. Well, when you say 20 times more deadly, it makes it sound really scary, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, it is scary. It's yeah. <laughs> to an extent, yeah. I mean, we have about 80,000 cases worldwide right now. Mm. But if you think about it differently, if you look at um, epidemics and pandemics historically, uh-huh. like you said, about 2% for the coronavirus fatality rate. If you look at Things like SARS, uh-huh. MERS, which are other uh, forms of coronavirus, the mortality rates more around you know twenty percent, forty percent. And with Ebola, 
Uh, it was about 50%. Yeah. Right. So compared to the other uh, historic epidemics, it's not as severe. But, but see, to me, the difference with coronavirus is, you know, China had the ability to stop this in the beginning in Wuhan. Mm. Okay, because they, I mean, they knew shortly after the outbreak, there are reports that they knew back in maybe as early as December, that, or, or at least early January, that mm. this was an issue. But these dudes kept it a secret because that's just how their government works. Okay, and so now everybody in the world has to deal with this issue. And this makes me wonder about China. Okay, because here's the thing. When Granny drops dead, right? in Mexico or in the Bahamas or in Russia or other parts of Asia, you know, yeah, she died because she contracted it. She was older. But, dude, had the Chinese stopped this, I mean, we wouldn't be here. So my thing is, a lot of people, myself included, if it was my family member, can be like, wait a minute now. You know, this is a result of the Chinese government's inaction. Mm. And I think, I think Chinese can catch a lot of heat for a long time. Not that it's their fault. I'm not talking about the basic Chinese citizen, but their government put the world in this situation, and they can kill a ton of people, man. I think it's a good point, yeah, but more recently, they've been doing a, a pretty good job of trying to, to fight the coronavirus. You might be, you maybe you heard in the headlines about how they built the hospital in 10 days. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is astounding in itself. They kind of built it like Lego pieces all together. Yeah, yeah. But they've been relatively transparent right so they've been transparent in terms of the statistics in terms of saying okay we have x number of people sick we have x number of people healthy we, we don't know that for a fact though because they ain't letting dudes in there that really double check this because my understanding is the who visited china right right well, some some officials and they didn't get to go to ground zero you know they had their little handlers showing them this and that but i honestly believe dude china this can be a big deal because they have all these, because China owns Africa, basically. They have tons mm -hmm. of investment mm -hmm. with their Belt and Road Initiative, where they're trying to, you know, bring these countries on their side. Mm -hmm. And in these poor countries, when dudes start dying, and you look at the Chinese official, and you go, wait a minute, this was your country. This can be an issue. I realize a lot of people listening to this going, nah, this, this, <laughs> he hates China. I do not hate China. I have Chinese friends. We're not talking about them. We're talking about the government who kept the secret, all right? Right. And I think, you know, the whole point of trying to keep that secret is just to save face to make sure the government looks good, looks mm -hmm. proper. And including the who, like you mentioned, including other Western media outlets, they've been very strict about what they let them see and how they let them see it. Even yeah. with the hospital building, uh, it was mostly Chinese state media covering the hospital building like, ah, oh, yeah, glorious yeah. China, look at what we can do, look at what we do for you, the people. But... They've been working towards making the numbers more accurate in the uh -huh. sense that they're actually trying to overestimate now the number of people who are sick uh -huh. because not everyone who gets coronavirus goes to the hospital, right? Yeah. It's kind of like getting the flu. You get a little sick, runny yeah. nose, coughing. Uh, you'll be fine maybe in the week or maybe you'll die. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 okay. So a lot of Americans right now, we're getting ready for, we stocking up on supplies. I went, right. to the, I went to the supermarket yesterday, okay, to stock up on supplies for if we have a coronavirus outbreak and I have to, you know, you know, most of us are quarantined at home the way they're doing in China where they shut down whole cities. Right. And I get to the supermarket and I realize, dude, what the hell do I buy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> are you able to help us with that? Like, like what would you buy in a disaster? In the disaster or for the coronavirus? For the coronavirus, you have to stay at home. 
any canned goods, you know, things in one parish. But in terms of, you know, safety and sanitation, the only thing you can do right now is wash your hands and, and have common sense, right? There's no vaccination right now. And especially with masks, there's a lot of misconceptions. There's actually a global shortage right now of face masks uh -huh. because people are so afraid of this disease, but it actually doesn't work to protect you because the, um, the particles can still get through the mask, right? There's a special type of mask called an N95. It's more expensive, more fancy, uh, but you have to properly wear it in, in order to seal around your face and your nose. So if you have any facial hair for men, Right, it's pointless. There's no reason to wear this mask. So if you're facial hair, take like you need to cut your hair. If you have a beard, it's a no go. You can have maybe a little little mustache, but besides that, if you have the N95 mask and a beard, it's not going to work. And this is the best mask there is. Yes. So if you're using one of these little 3M construction masks <laughs> that most people walking around with, like they're paid or it's pointless. It's oh pointless. Oh my god. That mask is only for if you're already sick, uh -huh. right? Because the virus is spread through coughing, through sneezing, all these water droplets spewing out of people. Uh -huh. It's just to prevent that water vapor from coming out of you. Holy crap! Yeah. But this is, I mean, there's a lot of sexy dudes out there with beards, and that was a big <laughs> advantage. Why well, I think I lost on a lot of girls to, you know, a bettered guy. So now you got to cut that homeboy. How you like them apples? Okay. Well, you know, <laughs> some of us can't grow beards, so. Yeah, that's just me. It grows in patchy, okay? Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, the coronavirus has made me sexy. There's something good from this, I guess. Maybe that could be your headline for this, huh? <laughs> so I, I've also been looking at sanitizers. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I realized is that sanitizers a lot of them don't really work. They were saying that it has to have an alcohol level of above 60% to be effective. And sometimes you have to do it multiple times to get your hands clean. Like soap and water is better. Have you heard this? Yeah. Well, you know, most people don't properly wash their hands. If you look at recommendations like how to wash your hands, right? Uh -huh. You're supposed to do it for 20 seconds, get under the fingernails, yeah, yeah. all that. Get your forearms if you got really dirty today, right? Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, and when you go to the, the store to your local CVS or pharmacy, there's different levels of um, alcohol, right? 68%, 90%, things in, like In that. terms of sanitizer. Right, but if you follow the guidelines from like the CDC, from the World Health Organization, they generally recommend soap and water. That's simple. Over sanitizer. Right. Yeah, because sanitizer looks like something just to make you happy. Here, <laughs> sanitizer. Go ahead, wash. You can be good. Don't touch me, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> So, so what, what other misconceptions are there about the coronavirus? Because you said it's a lot. Yes, yes. I think first and foremost, if we start at the beginning, what started the coronavirus, right? Uh -huh. So we actually aren't sure what started the coronavirus. Some people have thought there have been snakes. Some people have guessed random animals. The bats. Right? And bats, then, exactly. And what's, what's that dinosaur-looking mini uh, pa pa pangolins? P-A-N-G-O-L-I-N-S. It's... The scaly thing, because some people say it came from that, but go on. Let me not cut you off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people can say whatever animal they right, well, they want, right? They could say birds. Um, so the fact of the matter is no snake or reptile has ever had a type of coronavirus, right? Oh, okay. So coronaviruses are found in birds, and they're found in mammals, like us, uh -huh. right? And an example of another coronavirus, uh, you probably had this before, is the common cold. Yeah. It's another type of coronavirus. So... The other two famous cases, SARS, which is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, and MERS, Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome. SARS was caused by a type of cat, and then 
MERS was caused by a camel, and we believe it originated in bats, right? So we had a middleman animal, like a middle animal, in between bats and us that caused the diseases. So bats gave it to camels, and camels gave it to us. Exactly. So in both these cases, were they eating animals? Were they eating camel meat? And was someone else eating whatever? You don't have to eat the animal. You can either consume the animal or its products, like a milk, Mm -hmm. or you can spend time with the animals. And you can imagine in the Middle East, people spend a lot of time with camels, Mm -hmm. right? So for this one, we don't know what the middle animal is. We don't know what the middleman is. But we do suspect the originating factor is bats, right? Mm-hmm. But that's kind of beyond the point because we're trying to make sure people don't die and yeah. <laughs> getting sick. Uh, and the other thing beyond that, another speculation is that the disease started at the, um, the fish market in Wuhan. Right. But there have been a few cases that date before the fish market. So... What adds to this, like you're saying, it was a seafood, yeah, it was a the wild, seafood wild, wild animal market, yeah. Uh huh. Go on. Like we we're saying earlier, it's difficult for Western journalists and for Western scientists to go in there and see what happened because China's been kind of securing things down, right? Which is why I tell you, China got answer for this at some point. And you ready? Um, I keep, I hate to keep bashing on China, but <laughs> just, just to give you an example of this, okay, Iran and China, very friendly relations, right? Mm-hmm. Dude, you already see it spreading through the higher echelons of the Iranian government. Like, they really have, like, some of their leaders now falling sick. Mm-hmm. This disease could cause an entire country to collapse. Not that I'm a fan of the Iranian government. I'm just showing you, like, they got hit first. And, boy, their response is really, thank God I ain't Iranian. No offense, Iranians, but they they actually, because in the city that, the city that this really broke out in, Qom, I think, is it's a city that a lot of pilgrims go to because mm-hmm. it has some significant meaning in 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 um in you know in Islam in, in Islam, but no, right. but in Shiite Islam because that's what Iranians are. Right, and there's a lot of contact and touching and stuff at this place, you know. So I mean, you should shut that down. Like the Saudi Arabians shut down Mecca; they don't want you coming. That's right, you know. That's the right. Iranians now nah, go ahead visit. Don't go. <laughs> you know it's that's that's wild um so what do you think of all the team that um the the president set up to fight the coronavirus you mean the vice president yeah 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 the, yeah well yeah. the president gave it to the vice president what, what do you what do you think about their response thus far well i guess i prefer to speak to the u.s's response as yeah, a whole yeah to, yeah to the okay. coronavirus okay go on has been very good and very beneficial to the um, people in the U.S. Um, you know, the president says a lot of things. Uh, he said, don't worry. He says it's not that big a deal, right? And what's important right now is to make sure that public leaders are saying the same thing as our scientists, right? But they're not saying the same thing as the scientists. So from the CDC, the Center of Disease Control, uh-huh. they're saying it's very likely there could be an outbreak in the U.S. Very likely, right? Yes. It's it's a bit of a when factor. Yeah. They said it because one of them said it's not a if, it's a when. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So to make sure the scientists and the politicians say the same thing is important because if we have different voices mm-hmm. shouting different things, there's going to be public mistrust from the government, uh-huh. right, which doesn't matter now, but if there's an outbreak uh-huh. and thousands of people are getting sick in the U.S., people are going to be confused. There could be mass hysteria, right? Because there kind of is that now in the world. There's all this misinformation about what to do to prepare, what's causing the virus, all this racism against East Asian people because people are afraid to get sick. Yeah, I, I, and I, I don't agree with that. My issue is not with any Asians 
or even Chinese people. It is the Chinese government right. that I really have a right. beef with because they're responsible for the spread in the way it has. Right. Okay? There's no one else that you could blame. But going back to what you say with all the politicians and everybody being on the same page. I th- the other day, you know, so Trump gave gave his, his, his the press conference and they were telling that, you know, and the the health officials on the stage were telling us like, hey, look here, this is most likely coming. And then the president two seconds later comes, well, you know, it, it, you know, it's no one knows, you know, it could, but it may not. OK. <laughs> and then he then he comes behind and says, well, you know, well, it's, and it's only 15 people and we, everybody looking at no, what? No, it's way more than 15 people because we brought people back in from the cruise ship. Uh, you know, from different places around the world. So the number is much more than 15 people in the right. United States that have it. Right. So you already giving out incorrect numbers. And <laughs> that don't instill confidence in me because I'm like, wait a minute, that number's wrong. And I'm watching this and everybody else watching this. And they know because he's prone to exaggeration. Mm-hmm. Even Trump's biggest fans will say, you know, he has a tendency to exaggerate. Okay, but in this situation, that don't that doesn't benefit him or, or us. Look, so... One one of the things, looking at the handling of it thus far, so the word is now, we had health and human services people go to greet the evacuees from the cruise ship out of Japan. Right. And these dudes didn't have any protective gear. And did you hear about this? Yeah, so there's been a number of evacuees, not just from the cruise ship, but also from East Asia, right, of U.S. citizens. Mm-hmm. And so whenever there's a crisis in the world, Uh, The U.S. State Department is a a branch of the U.S. government that handles all foreign issues, including medical evacuations, right? So maybe a a better example some Americans might be familiar with Mm -hmm. uh, is if you go to Mexico and you get too drunk and maybe you get arrested or you become ill in a coma, then the U.S. government steps in to do a medical evacuation of you. So it's a similar situation here. We have people either stuck in China or East Asia, Uh And they take these flights to bring them here. But the important thing to think about is that they're, they are putting precautions in there, right? So, for example, when you're on this flight, it's about 10 hours, 11, uh-huh. 10, 10 hours. Uh, and they check your, your temperature and they're checking your vitals to see if you're showing symptoms mm-hmm. on the flight. And then there's generally a quarantine. And a lot of these quarantines have been in the west coast of the U.S., right? San Diego area, mm-hmm. San Bernardino County area. So there's been a lot of steps uh, put in place, and that has been doing a, a good job to mitigate the numbers jumping from you know 15 or whatever it is now <laughs> to thousands. <laughs> but but they put people who had the coronavirus and people who didn't on the same damn flight. Right. Like God, right. hold on. And and my understanding is the CDC was saying, hey, don't do this. Mm-hmm. And the State Department was like, no, 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 we got this. We know what we're doing. Okay? <laughs> so you remember, you said, well, you know, it's really important for them to be on the same page. That's not the same freaking page. If the CDC telling you don't do something and the State Department say, go ahead, do it. Okay, who you can listen to? I go on with the doctors. That's just me. You know, it, it's difficult, too, because the government's so large and there's just so much they could do at once. And it's kind of in a, in a crisis situation, like a task force trying to work these things out and see what the best uh, method is. I've seen a few pictures of these flights, right? Uh-huh. And they basically took what looks to be a military charter plane and put um, commercial airplane seats in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it's all very just like... It reminds me of my own clinic in Mexico. <laughs> you just set up shop, you take the people over, and uh-huh. you come back. And 
and those those people were actually from a cruise ship right that docked in Japan and that's another shit show you heard about what happened on the cruise ship I feel yeah. horrible for those people absolutely yeah. horrible firstly don't take a cruise. <laughs> yeah, I, I shouldn't say that, but cruise ships, you can take a cruise. Okay, let me not try to kill the cruise ship industry. You could, you, you, you could take a cruise, but do it. In the best of times, you know how many outbreaks they have on cruise ships? It is actually kind of common where the whole ship gets sick from some kind of poisoning because you're in these really confined quarters. I, I worked, I worked um, prior to coming to America, I was a part of the... the um, the, let's say the Bahamian Navy, it's called the Defense Force. And so we worked on small boats, right? And they always instill in us this cleanliness thing because it's so easy mm-hmm. to get sick on a boat. Mm-hmm. So if you have something like coronavirus, dude, you practically guaranteed to get that. You know? And I think what a lot of people don't actually realize about cruise ships is the the health standards aren't necessarily up to par to how high you'd want it, right? Because most cruise ships in the world aren't registered to Western countries like yeah. the U.S. or the U.K. <laughs> it's registered to about three or four countries, <laughs> uh, one of them, for example, being Panama, <laughs> right? And so you're set to the standards of Panama, right, in terms of uh, sanitation, in terms of pay, all these things. And you're you, and you definitely licensing it there because you want exactly. not to have that rigorous oversight. Exactly. Okay. So this part of my be like, well, you ain't really coming here, right? Go do what you gotta do. <laughs> and they're going all around the world, mm-hmm. every port, every place. That's not a dig on Panama. We just saying you all have lax laws in terms of licensing cruise ships. It's fine. Take that license and money, okay? But guys who ride on a cruise ship, just know <laughs> you gotta be careful. But with the cruise ship in Japan, what shocked me was. So they had everyone, because they, they think that initially they had two cases of coronavirus. Right. So they quarantined everyone to their rooms, so to speak. But apparently, people were still moving around the ship, interacting. And then they had the staff of the ship going door to door, serving all the passengers, right? So the staff was in quarantine. So there was still interaction. There was like a fake quarantine going on, because it was just, it was a pseudo quarantine. It wasn't a real quarantine, because... I'm interacting with you, who goes back and interacts with everyone else. Like, everyone should have been quarantined, and Japanese should have come in in protective gear and give everyone their food. But they needed the staff to run the ship. That's why so many people test positive, because it wasn't a true quarantine. Mm. You know? I mean... But, you know, at the end of the day, think about the cruise ship, right? How big is the room? (laughs) (laughs) You're going to start to go crazy. You're in this little box all day. But... I think the Japanese are maybe a little afraid to, to interact too much with the ship, Yeah, right? They're trying to prevent the spread as much as possible. But I think you're right. That would have been more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Japanese Japanese doctors and scientists came out afterwards and said it was very ineffective. And they apologized because it should not have been handled like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I mean, this, this virus is going to take such a toll on the U.S. economy. Like, we are freaking screwed, man. Because these dives in the stock market are only the beginning. Because so much of our stuff is made in China. Sorry, China, bring it up again. <laughs> Everything's made in China. You know, all our shoes, our clothes, our medicines are made in China. And their whole, that whole supply line is disrupted. So, you know, Granny, she might not get coronavirus, but she might also not be able to get her drugs until... American companies able to begin production here, and they'll be starting from scratch. You know, I mean, this is going to be really bad, you know, as as things begin to evolve with this. Let's just hope it doesn't 
break out, but I feel we're ready in the midst of this shit. You already forgot the most important thing, though. What? iPhones. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Well, that was, was that was what was in the headlines, not the drugs, not the life-saving factors. Your iPhone 11. Speaking of speaking of the iPhone, right? Okay, so I just realized something. A couple things I realized today. Okay, first thing I realized. I wash my hands religiously since this started. Mm. Well, I ain't exactly washing my phone. So my I touch my phone when my hands are clean and dirty, which means that my phone's dirty. You know, like, I, like, how do you clean your phone? Well, you know, the same way you clean a camera, right? A little, Just a wipe a little off. Wipe, yeah. But the other thing, too, with inorganic surfaces, the virus can only survive for so long, which, again, leads to another misconception. People are terrified. All my things come from China, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's my new baby toy full of virus. Yeah. No, so any, any package that comes from China, by the time it reaches you, you'd be safe. You'd be fine. Uh-huh. You, if it happened to have come in contact with the coronavirus. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not worried about, about that, that piece. But, but let, me, let me tell you a Starbucks story today. Okay. Sure. So being in L.A., <laughs> I go to have my latte, right? I order a latte. And I get down there and I watch, just watch them make it. So firstly, there's someone at the counter dealing with the money who takes your order right so i I mean i pay in by card whatever but i give her my cash she gives me my change okay so we kind of touching each other Mm. i go over to the waiting area okay and so the guy heats the milk all that sort of stuff pours it in the cup okay and then like you know he's sitting there a little while so now the girl who is collecting the money comes over because she sees me waiting grabs a cover Put it on my drink, you see, like her hands on the cover, hands on my drink now. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. she's actually touching the dude who is. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of touching that goes on. I never noticed it before, but it's really touchy. <laughs> it's really touchy. <laughs> you know, at this point, I don't think there's enough sick people to worry that everyone's out there trying to get you sick. <laughs> no, huh? no, no. But I'm just saying, I look at that and right against the backdrop of coronavirus. Going back to the thing with the economy is like people are not going to be going to these businesses right. in the middle of an outbreak. Right. All of us going to be like, well, hell with Starbucks. I don't want that. I don't know touching my – you see what I'm saying? And this just has a ripple effect throughout the economy where every or everyone's scared shit. Listen, so you, you don't want to go out to dinner. You don't want to buy coffee. You don't want to go on a cruise. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I saw that the stock for Netflix went right up. (laughs) Well, everything else shot right back down. That's right, guys. So invest in Netflix. It's going to be huge for the next few weeks. (laughs) Yeah, because so my family is in the Bahamas, right? Right. And I want to I want to take a quick trip home, you know, but because my my mom's my mom's like 70 ish. So I but I don't want to. I don't want to go and get stuck there, number one, because let's just say mm. something breaks out mm-hmm. and then I'm stuck. And then secondly, you know, coming from a really big city, I don't know what I've been exposed to. So I don't want to be responsible for actually taking the virus home to mom. You know what I mean? Not that I have it. I'm just saying. Right, right. Which, which brings up another point. Why the fuck aren't there, why, why aren't there more testing going on? There's been some difficulties with testing. So the CDC has a test kit but there's been issues with it and they're reevaluating it so they can put it out on the market, right? And besides that, it's it's also similar to testing for someone who has a flu or the cold. So they do a lot of uh, you know, rudimentary temperature testing, right? See if, if your forehead's hot with a, a thermometer, things like that. Uh-huh. 
so there's just a lot of things out right now that they're still working on improving, including testing, including statistics. Like we're saying, there could be some secrecy with China, but beyond that, when you're looking at what the mortality rate is, the 2% figure, it's nothing more than an educated guess. You're taking how many people got sick and comparing it with how many people died. Uh-huh. And it's just simple math at this point. So we don't really know what a true mortality rate is at this point. So it could even be higher or possibly lower than 2%. It really depends. Really depends. Exactly. Exactly. But what I can say is that it's like any other virus, any other disease. Uh-huh. If you're really old, there's a very likely chance of dying from it, right? Uh-huh. And the same goes if you're extremely young. So, But not in this case because babies appear to be, most babies appear to be fine. So that's the twist with this one. Right, right. And it's actually been hard to study um, younger people because about 1% or less than 1% of all cases are, you know, young people under 10. Yeah, under 10 yeah, years yeah. Kids, you lucky bastards. <laughs> Not only are you young, but you can live forever too. Damn. <laughs> so the figure, right, the 2%, that's for general cases. But if you're 80 years or older, it jumps to 14.9%. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, at the, at the same um, thought, anyone who's older is more likely to contract the disease and potentially die from it, yeah. right? Because you, as you get older, you know, you get maybe diabetes, hypertension, these things just stack on top of each other. Yeah. And in terms of the contagious factor, so not talking about the mortality, um, that we have what's called the r naught, which is this, this super fancy science number, uh, which indicates how contagious it is. So for the coronavirus, r naught is two. So let's say you got the coronavirus, then you would spread it to other people, mm-hmm. and that per- those two would spread it to other, and so on and mm-hmm. so forth, which makes it really confusing because, for example, the R naught of SARS was around two to five, in between that, depending on factors. Mm-hmm. So SARS only infected about nine thousand people, right? And this already we have eighty thousand people. Mm-hmm. So how can the R naught be lower for coronavirus? Than SARS. Than SARS and infects so many more people. So there's a lot of so there's a lot we do not know about this disease. There's so much we don't know, and a lot of the science. I mean, you know, scientists are smart people, right? They're doing their best, mm-hmm. but we don't have all the factors and all the figures yet. The reason why so many people might be infected is one lack of early response mm-hmm. by the Chinese government. Not to badmouth them, you know. Don't I badmouth them. I know you badmouth I want to visit China, though. Yeah, damn. I just realized I'll never be able to visit China now because they're pretty strict with that. Okay. So I, I like China. I can blog this episode in China. Okay, you all can see this. Okay, go, go on. But lack of response. And the other thing, the difference between now and early 2000s China, which is when SARS broke out, there's a lot more globalization and there's a lot more development in China. Mm-hmm. So they have a strong middle class now. And what do you do when you're the middle class and you have money? You travel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. No, that's the thing. This world is not the vast, you know, planet that it was, let's say, you know, a hundred years ago. This is, we really tiny because you could be anywhere on planet earth right now within 24 to 36 hours, you know, you could fly anywhere. I don't know. A lot of flights canceled, but prior to that, you could get anywhere pretty quickly. Yeah. So there's a lot of mixing and mingling. And the scary thing is you could be incubating the disease as in you're not showing symptoms for up to 14 days, right? Mm-hmm. Visit China for a week, you come back seven days later, then you finally start showing symptoms. So that's why they've been trying to have all these quarantines of U.S. Cit- citizens coming back. 
uh, relatively voluntary, right? Yeah. Some people have been trying to get out because they feel stuck. What's what's the incubation period? Do you know? The incubation period averaging between two and 14 days. Okay. Right. So you get exposed to the virus and then up to 14 days later, you start to show symptoms. Okay. So if you don't have symptoms in 14 days, you should be good. Generally, there's been a few rare cases longer than that, but that's been the general idea. So they put a mandate in the U.S., uh, a 14-day quarantine, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know anything? Okay, because one of, one of the things you see online a lot is that President Trump got rid of the, um, the, uh, you know, the pandemic team that was set up by Obama. Are you familiar with that at all? No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, because, well, back in 2017, like, he cut some funding for the CDC, Mm. And that and that funding led to dismantlement of of this this uh, the team that was in charge of of um, pandemics, but but going back to the age thing, all right. So right now we're in the midst of a political campaign. Okay, <clears throat> picture this because I don't realize I don't know how many people notice this. Okay, Trump, Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Mike Bloomberg. Okay, they all are down the campaign trail, shaking hands, hugging kids, kissing everybody, trying to get these votes. They are all in excess of 70 years old (laughs) in the middle of this shit. Okay, you see that? Like, I mean, I mean, who knows who has it right now? But dude, if it's out there and it's been out there for like a week, you know, just in a lot of people just in this incubation phase, they could all be screwed. Right? Because they spend all day shaking hands. And they have a dude, a lot of a lot of politicians, because you know, like you see them getting colds and stuff a lot. They'd always have the little sanitizer guy there. But dude, that sanitizer guy ain't good enough in this situation. <laughs> like, I mean, we talking about we have to fundamentally change the way Americans interact from this moment on. And China, I bash you all right, but now I'm coming back and I'm gonna give you all a little hug. Let me tell you why. Because I think that now we have to adopt some of the things that you see in Asia, like where, you know, you bow as opposed to shake hands, although they begin shaking too. <laughs> we going back to your way though. <laughs> you know, like we, we need to stop like physical contact. What do you think about that? Well, it's impossible to run a campaign without shaking hands, right? In Just the US bow. And bow. <laughs> start, bow. start bowing, you know? Yeah, but then you call that cultural appropriation. <laughs> no, no, you no, don't have to bow, but you know, like, I mean, because... Because, okay, because uh, let me let me tell you, because one, one of the things in Los Angeles, you know, we have a ton of homeless people here. Right, right. And these dudes, the street is their bathroom, okay? So so my girl, as you know, she put this rule in place that I have to take my shoes off at the door, which is something that you see a lot in Asian culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm beginning to see that more and more American homes. Mm-hmm. And so as the world gets smaller, you take the best of each culture and you pull that into yours. So in terms of like, not touching, like the physical contact, maybe just like, you know, like a bow or something as, you know, acknowledge like, hey, what's up, you know? Um, I think that's cool. And the shoes off, I think I think that's cool. But anyway, go back. Go. Oh, you know, I like the shoes off idea, but don't you enjoy a handshake? You know, like- Not how? anymore. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a damn hands been. Get that away from me. <laughs> You have to trust your fellow man, fellow woman, that they'll wash their hands. No, I don't. So- <laughs> So today I saw a study, right, and it said that like this pre-coronavirus, right, sixty-five um, percent of women wash their hands after using the bathroom, and only um, I think like thirty-one percent of men, something like that, the low thirties, you know. And because I mean, if you only 
you know, urinating, do you really need to wash your hands? Because is mean, it really dirty? As long as you don't touch anything, I suppose. <laughs> no, no, no. You should, you should wash no, your hands. We, we can, <laughs> but we can use the bathroom without touching. We can do that. That's okay? true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's... You know, you drink a lot. Sometimes you go in and you don't touch anything, you know, and you just, I'm just saying. But yeah, so most dudes' hands aren't clean just to begin <laughs> with, okay? You know, but who knows? The coronavirus probably have us washing more. Now you can touch your boyfriend's hands with confidence that it's clean. Okay, last week you couldn't do that. <laughs> Whenever I come out of the uh, restroom too quickly, my girlfriend always asks me, "Did you wash your hands?" Yeah, <laughs> mine doesn't even ask anymore because she just assumes. It's a she just assumes, yeah. yeah. And usually it's yeah. a no, but I want you to know because of the virus, they're clean. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know you probably don't have the coronavirus, right? <laughs> I'm sure. Well, but yeah. I hope not. I hope not. We'll wait 14 days and find <laughs> <Yeah>. out. <laughs> so have you played the game Plague? Plague? Yeah, yeah sure, sure I have. Dude. So, because Plague is where I pull most of my knowledge about pandemics from. Sure. Hey, it's a form of education, huh? Yeah, it, it is, right? It is an educational game in a way, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, bacteria, viruses, got the basics. Yeah. <laughs> Those of you who aren't familiar with Plague, it's a game on... Uh, you know, in the, in the in the app store, and the goal of the game is to kill everyone on planet Earth with some disease that you created. And through playing that game, like I'm afraid of the coronavirus, but I know that the coronavirus cannot kill all of mankind. It's just, it's really. Have you ever won the game, Black? No, not yet. I've I won <laughs> once. I've won like maybe like twice because mm-hmm. it's so hard to do where you take out everybody. You know, and it's especially difficult in, in wealthier countries where they wash their hands because the game of different levels. And if you're talking about like a country that washes their hands, that's near impossible to win. It is possible, but, but, but why I brought Plague up is because <clears throat> one of the ways you win the game is not by just creating, like let's say, a coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You need the disease to mutate, to become even more lethal because diseases have the ability to do that. And the time I won... I just kept my virus mutating, and that is how I took out planet Earth, okay? Right. <laughs> and I know you're not a doctor, but speaking to a, a lot of physicians out there, have, have you heard any word about fear of this mutating into something else? So this is a new disease, right? I think we've all established that, and it's kind of like a newborn. You don't really know what it's going to be yet. Oh, Lord. <laughs> So it yeah, could be born, turn into Lucifer. Okay, <laughs> there's a chance it could mutate into something more deadly. We just don't know what that could be, right? But that's not to cause fear. Like uh-huh. I said earlier, I don't want everyone to freak out. No, no, no. We're already <laughs> freaking out. It's too late. I freak out more, I suppose. Right? Well, there's uh-huh. already a shortage of face masks, like I said. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah. Experts have mentioned that it could mutate into something, but we can't really spec do more than speculate because we don't know what that could be. Uh-huh. That new mutation. Here are two things about the coronavirus I learned recently that freaked me the hell out. Okay, so there was a dog that tested positive for low-level coronavirus, Mm -hmm. okay? Mm -hmm. That was number one. And then number two, you could get it more than once. So they've had um, a woman in Japan, I think, and also someone in Italy. No, was it Italy? Uh, Someone in Japan, I think. Oh, someone, someone got it. A woman in Japan got it, um, got cured or healed, so to speak, right? and then went home and then tested positive again later, Mm. okay? And then there was a woman in Israel, I think she was actually from the cruise ship, who tested positive. 
got treatment, got better, went home to Israel, and got it a second time. You know, so now we have a recurrence of of this disease, which makes this shit even crazier. (laughs) Because you, I assume if I got the flu and I get better, you know, I'm good for the rest of flu season. Right. But this does not appear to work that way. This, this This is complicated. Yeah, so I mean, it's not something that's regular in our lives yet. It's not something that has a season mm-hmm. yet. There's no vaccination or anything like that. But I guess you could think of it, again, as the common cold, right, which is another kind of coronavirus. So it's something, this is all speculation because we don't have the information yet, mm-hmm. but it could be something that you that could reoccur in your life, right? Because you could probably get the cold as many times as you want or don't want, yeah. right? Yeah. So we don't know. Um, how frequently you get it after the initial outbreak in your body, right? Yeah, dude, this 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 is wild. Okay, what do you think about these idiots who stopped drinking Corona Bear? Because you've heard of this, right? I heard they lost millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of all <laughs> yeah. the names, Corona. Why did you pick that one? Because Corona actually means crowned, crown, right? Right. Yeah, right. y'all got crowned. <laughs> all right. It's, it's it's based in science for people take it and they put uh-huh. it somewhere else, right? Because uh-huh. the, the disease, the actual virus itself, is is shaped like a crown, uh-huh. which is where the, all these coronaviruses get their name. Uh-huh. It's a type of virus. But um, yeah, I saw they lost about two hundred eighty million dollars already. Oh my god! Yeah, idiots. Yeah. So well, let me not call y'all idiots, okay? <laughs> Guys, go have a corona, okay? <laughs> save save that company of all the names. And they say 38% of bear drinkers, something like that, will not touch Corona because of its association. That's ridiculous. <laughs> it's not even the same continent. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's why I can't. I, I'm looking, for, I'm, you know, I know Bud Light is really scared when this Budweiser virus starts going around. <laughs> <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, because that, that's, that's, that's going to be, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's going to be. A really bad one. And then you have a a woman, her daughter was coughing. I guess this family, you know, mm. one, the, one of the kids was coughing a lot. <laughs> they got kicked off the plane. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Because, cause, I, I mean, because your, your anxiety is an right. all-time high. So right. if I'm in an elevator and you sneeze, right, I'll be, and you don't, let's say you don't cover your nose, I'll be like, damn, you know. But now I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. I already called 911 officer. There's a guy in here sneezing. He's not covering his nose. Okay. I'm sorry. It's guy. Hang tight. We'll sound SWAT. You know? <laughs> Be there in 15 seconds. Should we bring the battering ram? Yes, please. <laughs> well, some people are inconsiderate too. They cover themselves, but they go like, does that true? You yeah. know, in their hands. Yeah, yeah. And then shake. The, the best way actually to prevent this, the spread of bacteria or viruses when sneezing is to, to do the old shoulder like this. So put it in your shoulder? Yeah, because even if you have a tissue, mm-hmm. right, it's been shown that it can sometimes permeate through the tissue yeah. you're holding in your hand. That's why I put my nose in my armpits. But sometimes it's a strong odor. So if you see me black <laughs> out, it's not the coronavirus, just because I was sweaty that day, okay? It, it's happened before. <laughs> right? This is this is this is this is just so wild, man. And I just know the because you you shouldn't think of the economy before you think of people. Mr. President, but I'm, I'm doing it here now, too. I just know, like, how devastating for the economy that this thing is going to be. Because, I mean, it's just so much interaction between China and the United States of America. And a- almost all of that has come to a halt. So you have every company out there, you know, revising their forecast. Because this was supposed to be a stellar year for most companies. Right. But, dude, this is... This is going to be bad. And and there's an economist 
who predicted the the recession in 2008. He's one of the few that did that. His name is um, Rubini. And he's expecting, you know, the stock market to drop by somewhere around 30 to 40 percent. And that, I mean, those are just figures, but all these companies would then have to start cutting back by laying off a couple of people, especially if you have people not coming into work. Because if you, if you can't come to work because we're in some kind of quarantine, most companies are not going to pay you. So you just have so much. This is this can be this can be a horrible year right now. The way things are going, and I think at that point, it really depends on just how long this whole thing lasts. Right yeah. Now. Right now, everyone's freaking out and they're doing this, and we're not focused yet, saying, "Oh, we have the vaccine. Oh, we know what to do. We know what the next steps are." The vaccine is like a year away. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of different groups researching yeah. vaccine options, but there's nothing uh, conclusive yet, right? And there's also other groups researching with using current. Um, antiviral drugs to see if they're effective. Yeah, because I know they were playing around with HIV drugs. And exactly, exactly. All kinds of antiviral drugs. I mean, I, I have faith in, in, in the world scientists, okay? Because, I mean, I love dudes who in science. I mean, this show, because we definitely lean more towards, you know, the, 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 the science community and dudes out there who doing what you're doing, you know, who, who, know, who, know the, who know the game. So I know we'll get there. It's just a matter of when. Like, this will not destroy humanity we will survive it's just how many of us can be left behind afterwards if i'm being honest with you actually i have plans to go to east asia <laughs> when uh later this year in december well despite december stuff should be good though we but because main thing is once you get once we get all the testing kits out right because all of us will take a test you'll know you have it you run to the doctor and so you could kind of quarantine these people and we could begin to you know get, get stuff in order even with the kids, so we have to make sure they get to the right people. So, for example, in order to prevent this kind of mass hysteria and people saying, I might have it, I might have it, they don't just give out um, tests to anyone. So if you go to your doctor today and say, hey, I think I have coronavirus, they wouldn't just give you a test. You have to have some greater proof of having traveled to China or being in close contact with someone who's been to China. Mm. Right. But wouldn't it make sense just to give everybody a test? It's that we there's a limited number of tests. I mean, and right, like like right now, but I mean, once once we could ramp up production on that, and God, that's a hell of an investment. Because <laughs> <laughs> I had to say, because I know all your rich boys are there looking at that, going, "Damn, I want to buy into the company and making these test kits." Going. What we have to think about is not clogging up the system, right? Uh -huh. If we start telling everyone, if you feel a little sick, go get the test. Oh, that's right, because we have to ship it to a testing center. You have to ship it. And then all these doctors' offices will get filled up. And, you know, the American healthcare system as it is is kind of screwy, yeah. right? So it would just prevent helping the people who are actually sick or who have a greater chance of being sick, right? Mm -hmm. So as it stands right now, the, these precautions are set in place by the government to make sure the right people are getting the right kind of help. Same thing with those special masks I said, the N95 masks. Uh -huh. For the most part, regular people don't really need those. Those are for healthcare providers, nurses who do need those because they're yeah. they're treating people with coronavirus. So if we get a shortage of these special N95 masks because your Joe Schmo wants to make sure he doesn't get coronavirus, even though he lives in Alaska or something, yeah. right? It's going to prevent the people who need it from having access to it. One of the things that Trump mentioned was he was like, in April it'll go away. He's April, he said, April, <laughs> just like that, April. 
He said, like, once it heats up, things will, you know, it'll slow down. Because there's a flu season. So I guess he was basing that on some factual. There's some facts in there, but I don't know how much. But but when it warms up, people don't get the flu as much. So would we see the coronavirus slowing down or, or you really don't know that yet? Well, you know, we, we've seen the coronaviruses, uh, the virus in tropical areas, right? It's in Brazil right now. Yeah. Like you said, it's in Mexico. But the dude from Brazil, didn't he come back from Japan or? China yeah, Zone? a lot of the people travel to yeah. Southeast Asia. Yeah. And there are also tropical parts of China itself. And I think looking even further west towards Italy, uh, it's been most hard hit by the coronavirus, right? In, in Western Europe. And it's a very tropical country at least in the more southern parts, right? So I, I don't think that would really prevent the coronavirus from spreading, right? And we don't know enough about it. Um, so like I said, the flu is a separate virus, and it really depends on what mm-hmm. kind of virus you have because there's so many kinds. So basically, don't buy into that April deadline. That, that's just guessing. That, Damn, I was just saying. April. Uh, <laughs> Pretty close. We'll make it. You trying to go to China in June? or? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dude, China is not going to have a lot of tourists for a long time. <laughs> and that's the other thing they're worried about, too. I mean, the world's hit. The yeah. global economy, but specifically their yeah. economy, is uh, already slowing down. And this on top of their slowing down yeah. economy. Yeah. Because they, they were slowing down even prior to this with all the, you know, the tariffs and the trade. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. This, this, is, this, is, this is not not good. But stepping away from coronavirus for a second, what do you think about Medicare for all? The Medicare just has an idea. Yeah, like I mean, that's, that was something that Bernie Sanders struggled with Medicare for all. Right. Yeah. You know, most of the, most of the Democratic candidates are fighting for Medicare for all, universal health care. I think if you have a well put in place system, it makes sense, right? So right now we have the Affordable Care Act, uh-huh. also more commonly known as Obamacare, Obamacare. right? Um, part of why that doesn't function as well as it should is it's kind of a skeleton program, right? He put his initial program in place. He got it signed off by Congress, but uh, it's been chipped away at. Right? Yeah, I know, I know. Trump in Poland. <laughs> Trump, I hate to keep bashing you because I know you watch my show in between Fox News. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the second favorite. <laughs> I, I, I'm bashing you. We're just talking about some of the stuff that you got going on. Go ahead. So he's been chipping away at it. So uh, something like a Medicare for all, like a universal health care system. It only works if it's required by everyone, but a lot of states right now, it's, it's not a requirement. They uh-huh. can opt in. Uh, yeah, yeah, you've yeah. heard on the news, you can opt in. And when you have that, you have all these either sick or older people who get health insurance, but all the young, healthy people, they're balancing yeah. it out. It doesn't happen. So I, I think it could work, and I think it's a good idea. You just have to make sure it's it's well set up, right? And it's not like it's a it's a, a new concept, right? He's not Bernie Sanders didn't invent universal health care. It's it's found all over the world. But but see the problem with this is if if we have universal health care, like Medicare for all, what what Sanders' plan requires is for me then to come to you, you know, private citizen, you have your own insurance set up and just kill that and be like, Hey, all you guys have to join this particular plan. You get it? Because you would because we'd all be forced to join into the same because you need the money from everyone mm-hmm. to make this work. Like no one would be able to stay on your on your private plan. I mean that that's 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 an interesting it's interesting because a lot some people a lot of people, I mean, I guess everybody kinda hates their insurance a little <laughs> bit, but like 
but mine might be better than this Medicare for all thing. You see? Well, at the end of the day, I think what we're trying to do is save people money, right? And right now, America is really sick. Yeah. And people can't afford to go to the doctor. So if if we get everyone under insurance and we get everyone seeing their provider on a regular basis, you could save everyone so much money. And that money, instead of paying for millions of dollars in hospital bills, could be going towards public infrastructure, could be going to building schools. I agree. I agree. I agree. I mean, I I... I mean, some of I I don't dislike Bernie Sanders. I like I like some of the stuff he puts puts out there, but in terms of like ex like in terms of executing, I don't see anything that he could pass. Because here's the thing: being president, yeah, you could write up executive orders, right? Mm-hmm. But do it like some of the plans he has, although they would be beneficial to the majority of Americans, you can't get Republicans to vote for this. Even a lot of Democrats are not, so he will never be able to pass like almost any of these bills. It just would be really, really tough. But I feel we do need some kind of Medicare for all. I, I just don't know how we ever get there in our lifetime. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I think it will happen. Trust me. You know, twenty three thirty five. Just you know, just a few, just a hundred years from now, it's gonna be legit. Okay, <laughs> we can have Medicare for all. It's just that we won't be there for that. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a lot of fear people have had about Bernie Sanders, right? That he's too too far left to get all those moderates, including uh-huh. moderate Republicans. But at the end of the day, what are you going to do? You know, you have to go with the person you think could, could get things done. So another candidate, uh, Joe Biden, right? People like him because they, they think he could work with the Republicans uh-huh. to get a lot of these policies put in place, things like that. So it's a tricky situation. Yeah, but because in order to do this, see, but you need you you need the House and the Senate. Like you, not only do you need the presidency, you have to win these other chambers. And I don't know that if you could do that because that's one of the big things with Bernie Sanders is that you have a lot of people that like him, but he's 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 not gonna have he's not gonna win the Senate and the House. And in order to execute those plans. That's not gonna happen. So he'll be a president who's for you know for for four or eight years. How long, however long his presidency is, his hands will be tied. He's got a lot of energy though. You know? Yeah, yeah. He just had a heart attack. Though. I mean, come on though. And look at him now. He's out giving speeches after a heart attack. Yeah, shaking hands, hugging kids. <laughs> you know, but all these politicians need to stop doing that. Listen, I get it. Forget cultural, you know, appropriation right now. You know, I mean, we don't have to do like a full, you know, but I think I think the bow, like a little fist, it might be a little fist bump instead. It might be too aggressive. Not even a fist bump because we have to touch. But just put up the. <laughs> it might be a little too black for some. I don't know. But a cross between the two, maybe we <laughs> bow and raise the fist. I don't know. <laughs> you know, there's just something nice about a handshake, though. You meet someone, you see someone you haven't seen in a long time. You know, how are you? How you doing? <laughs> but our hands are like one of the dirtiest parts of our bodies. You know. That's why you have to wash it. <laughs> I get that, but I don't know that you wash your hands. I, I just think we need this. You know, from after the, you know, from now on, we need to stop touching. I know I shook your hand when you came in, but <laughs> I, I washed. All right, I swear to God, now I washed my hands over there. But I just say we we need to move away from the handshake. We cannot shake hands anymore. And I realize, and th- and that keeps everybody like no physical contact. You know what I mean? Like when you touch a girl's hand, it should be like, wow, he's touching me, and she's like, I'm touching. You know, it should be this magical moment, okay? Because 
That never happens. That's like just a serious, serious event in in life. And I feel that's where we need to go now. Yeah, but, you know, we can't all act like we we live in a sterile pod, right? We never touch each other except for a special occasion. (laughs) You're on your first date. Start with the fingertips. You warm your way up. (laughs) No, but that's how it should be, you know? Like, you look, hey, um, you know, Lucy, I really love you. Do you mind if I touch your hand? (laughs) I thought you'd never ask. Go ahead. Just one finger, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's how it's supposed to be. That's the first date. Yeah, that's 60 years ago, maybe. <laughs> no, we got to go back in time. That's right. That's right. We, got, we, have to, we have to go back in time, man. <laughs> yeah, I know how it is these days, right? So you, so you say you're going to Asia. Where, where are you going? Ah, the Philippines. Okay. The Philippines. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not too bad, the coronavirus there, but health infrastructure is not too good. I'm not worried, though, just to clarify. <laughs> it's... Uh, I'm going there with my my girlfriend who's uh, Filipina. Uh-huh. So we're going for the big Christmas celebration. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like the Chinese New Year, but for the Philippines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because because and, and they all have like Spanish names, you know. Right. It's, right. It's, yeah, you know, like Lopez and this and all that. You know, it's. <laughs> I always think about it. It's like a Spanish name, but someone misspelled it. Right? Yeah. So instead of like Joshua, you have like Jeshua. Uh-huh. Right. Or instead of De La Cruz being separate letters, it's they all, one. all yeah, mushed yeah. together. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Spanish influence in, in, in that place is, is, um, is really strong. But again, they don't have the greatest healthcare system either. So that could be, re- I mean, I'm looking at Iran first because you already see it in their government. And these dudes all touching, shaking hands and stuff, man. You know, actually kissing too on the cheek and stuff. I mean, I've seen that in their culture. Boy, this this could wipe out their, like a lot of those older guys in the government because usually world leaders are not young people. Right, they tend to be old. Right, and I saw an interview the other day where one of their politicians was doing an interview and sweating. I mean, and then next thing you know, he had the coronavirus. You know, I don't know how he's doing now, but. Wow, this is it's just not good, man. Yeah, but, you know, if you think about other viruses, again, like Ebola, SARS, MERS, those all happened. They had their, their time in the sunlight, right? And they've, they've come to pass, and it wasn't that all these world politicians suddenly dropped dead, right? Okay, but let me just tell you one thing to notice about the Ebola virus. When that happened, okay, Pre- President Obama... Okay. By the way, guys, I'm neutral in politics. The only person I've ever told you all I like was Andrew Yang. (laughs) Okay? Still love that dude. Hey, Yang. Anyway, so what he did is he put together a task force, and he actually sent U.S. soldiers to Africa to help with the quarantine of that region to make sure that Ebola never left. So what you had is you had a country that was pretty open with what was going on. They, they were suffering from this Ebola virus. And then you had a president that took action to help out, knowing that that's a poor African country, actually in that country. So we stopped it there. The whole time that was going on, Trump was bashing him, going, why the hell are we selling U.S. troops to Africa? Because Obama understood that this world is only this big. This is not the globe of yesteryear. People travel. A virus could be in Africa today and anywhere else on the planet tomorrow. So you have to stop it at the source, right? And if you look at Trump's tweets from that period, he was pissed. And then we flew uh, a doctor that got Ebola back. He was on the front front lines helping 
Trump goes off on him that we should not be bringing this guy home. Guys, I'm not making this up. You can look at all these tweets online. See, but you, in order for us to deal with this, man, we need someone who's really forward thinking. And I don't know that our current president, again, not bashing him, my country, I'm just saying, like, these two different people and understanding the size of this world. So we in for a rough ride here. Oh, so hopefully, you know, fingers crossed you give it a year. <laughs> Someone else is president. <laughs> but yeah, overall, he's been very isolationist in his policies uh-huh. in terms of trade, in terms of interacting with foreign actors, right? And you could say that's been uh, hurtful for the U.S. because there's been a lot of these trade agreements that we haven't been as proactive with, right? There was one the U.S. was supposed to have with uh, East Asia, right? And we, we're not a part of that now because um, we've just been kind of sitting on our hands, mm. not working towards that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just forgetting trade, though, just understanding like how small this world is. And if you see an outbreak taking place in Timbuktu, yes, that's not America, but that will eventually be in America. So you have to act. You can't just go, oh, Timbuktu, leave that to themselves. Dude, American businesses are everywhere. And even if it never comes to America, but it infects the rest of the world, that still screws us because the world, we are part of the global economy. We rely on this country for this, this country relies on this, you know what I mean? We're all connected. So whenever you see something, you have to attack really quick and fight that. And I, I think we've been really, I don't think we've been as proactive as, as necessary in, in going at this virus. And this virus, dude, if this mutates the way <laughs> viruses mutate in the game plague. We are so screwed because they change quickly. But anyway, go on. The other thing is that, so you said for Ebola, U.S. soldiers went to Africa, uh, right? Uh, I don't think China would take too kindly no, of that. No, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's why, again, I said it's a Chinese issue because right, had, China, right. had China been a country that didn't have the kind of money and, and, and economic might that they did, mm-hmm. once this break out, that government would already start crying for help and Many other c- countries in the world would have stepped in, realizing how vulnerable how vulnerable their citizens could be to this. You know what I mean? But we do not necessarily have a president that sees the world that way. Like everyone's kind of on their own. But who knows? You know, Trump might turn out to be a genius in handling this. And you know, two people get sick, get get better, and April we're all healthy and good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the beach in my thong, like all you know, like. Not April, still kind of cold. You know, June, I'm back on the beach in the thong, you know? <laughs> well, I thank God we have some really great people working at the CDC, uh-huh. right? And like I said earlier, the U.S. already before, regardless of president, regardless of politics, we just had all this uh, infrastructure in place and all these resources able uh-huh. to fight uh, the coronavirus or something like that. You know, when you think about it, it's really crazy because the CDC isn't just important in the U.S., but it's known as kind of like this this world, world source yeah. of knowledge, right? It's known as a predominant um, foundation in, in international health and global health. So it's been the CDC and it's been the World Health Organization who's been putting out these statements, putting out these recommendations, and putting out um, the supplies to help fight the coronavirus. Yeah, And that's part of why you know, people aren't getting crazy sick here, right? Yeah. No, but I mean, I, I'll, I mean, listen, regardless of who was president, I'll never bet against the U.S. because the U.S., I mean, that's why I'm here. The U.S. always comes out on top. So this, we, we will survive this. It's just, you know, the strategy that we use. I, I hope it's the most effective, you know, because 
you don't want to make missteps and then correct because missteps here, people die. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I feel like this one has the ability to affect all of us, where every one of us at the end of this, whenever this ends, a year from now, all know multiple people who have died because of this virus. And I really don't want that. I want us to try to stop that, you know, because just because, you know, your granny's 70, that don't mean that I want her gone. You know, like we, we got to do whatever we can to protect everyone. And I just hope that we take every action and step necessary and and then i mean and for all of us watching this at least you could do a start by washing your hands i guess you know I mean? <laughs> well i think what's been great too is you've seen in the news a lot of people have been self-quarantining uh-huh. if they think they're sick right they try to not go around yeah. about but i mean when, when do you think the virus will die out when do you think all this craziness will calm down i see the the thing is the woman who tests positive in Northern California, right? They can't figure where the hell she got that. Now, like I said, there were there were coronavirus evacuees, I think, from the cruise ship up there, but it doesn't appear that she had any contact or interaction with them. So who knows how the hell she got that? But the fact that she got it says that she got it from someone who probably got it from someone else. So who knows how many people up there have that? So when when we finally become aware of this. It could likely be hundreds or thousands of people who already have it, you know, mm-hmm. just by I, I had a dollar bill to you. You take it from me. You know, you pass me my cup of coffee. She's my waiter who passed me my fork. You know, it's just. Ugh. Yeah. And I mean, even if it, it does get worse than you, it, it could happen. Like I said, it's. It's not something that's gonna kill you just like that. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, I don't want to suffer for a couple of days for us, though. I mean, if you gotta take me, let's be quick, okay? Let me finish my drink and I'm out. <laughs> you know? So for someone, I don't know how old you are, but for someone uh-huh. twenty to thirty-nine that age, age uh-huh. uh, the chance of uh, fatality is about 0.2 percent. So for a regular healthy person, it's incredibly low. Yeah. Right? But but you had the doctor who discovered it. A couple doc, and he was he wasn't an old guy, right? You right. remember the, the guy in China? So yes. Another yes. thing. Sorry, China. One last bashing. <laughs> <laughs> they, they in the in the chat room. He says there's a SARS-like disease. They get called into the police station and have to sign a document that they won't spread rumors. And it wasn't a freaking rumor. It was like a SARS-like disease. You know? Eh, whatever. What are you gonna do, huh? What are you gonna do? All right. <laughs> Hide the disease, apparently. <laughs> That's what they're doing in Iran, and that's not going to work out because, you know, they're trying to keep everybody calm because that government already on the brink even before this started, you know. So last thing you need is a virus breaking out of the country where people already don't trust the government. That's 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 not good. Right. And, you know, to that degree, I know we've been doing or mostly you've been doing a lot of China bashing. Right. <laughs> but in one sense, you kind of have to feel sorry for them, because if, if something crazy like this happens, you know, it's it's a billion plus people and they're trying to make sure there's not mass riots. There's not uh-huh. mass misinformation or information that doesn't come from them. Yeah. So y- you can't fault them too much for trying to control things because that's how they control things. Yeah, I mean that's that's their. Listen, I don't have a problem with their form of government. Wait, wait on. Let me let me rephrase. That. <laughs> so you like communism? Then? No, no, no. <laughs> your government is your government. My problem is when your virus leaves your borders and then begins to affect everybody else who ain't signed on to your former government. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, they have issues in the country. I know that. You know, like, there's issues with the Uyghurs and this because they have the, you know, and apparently that's spreading all through those jails anyway. You know, okay, if 
the U.S. politicians aren't going to say anything about that, then, hey, whatever. See, 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 that's another thing with this. Because we make so much money from China, you can't criticize China at all. You, and all these guys here where we stand for freedom and democracy, when it comes to China, everybody's lips are sealed. They don't like that because they realize how much money we make from this country. But now something like this happens, what do you do? Y'all going to say something now? Because... <laughs> I mean, this is a big deal. This could actually kill Granny, okay? So when your Granny's laying there, what you can do? I mean, be like, okay, uh, I'll let that one go because I can make this much money. You see what I'm saying? Like, you, you got to, when, when, you, when you sacrifice something, dude, on one side, you can pay for it on the other. You know, thankfully, the, the World Health Organization is now out there to make money. Yeah. They're out there to save people's lives. Um, a little while ago, there was a case of China trying to say that actually the, the source didn't come from China. The coronavirus came from somewhere <laughs> else. Uh, but the WHO shut that down. They said, no, that's, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous. Just, yeah. <laughs> and the, the WHO just raised the threat level from from high to very high. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, keep calm, everybody. But the threat level is no longer high. It's very high. But you, stay calm. <laughs> not too calm, though. <laughs> well, they're not They're not uh, breaking the ceiling yet. They're not going to pandemic yet, uh, which would be the worldwide catastrophe kind of level. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, well, if you see some cases break out in the U.S. around these people, I mean, I guess they would have to call it a pandemic at that point, right? To, to say as a pandemic is kind of this admit defeat, to say we couldn't handle this, we couldn't contain this, right? So right now we're at an epidemic level, which is saying you're having, a, it's not a seasonal thing yet, but a severe season, you could say, of uh -huh. a virus. And so when you have an epidemic, you're trying to mitigate and you are trying to contain uh, but when you have a pandemic, you know, shut all your borders, stop all your flights. It's yeah. crazy out there. Yeah, well, because that, that's what they do in plague. And plague, right. once once it right. once it really breaks out in the game, guys, you stop. They they stop allowing boats and 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 planes and all that. Uh, you know, and and that's why it's so hard to kill everyone. <laughs> I hate talking about this game, but. I, I encourage everyone to play the game just a little bit so you could kind of understand how learn how about these, the virus, yeah, yeah how viruses work and how they spread and you could see all the ways that you could you could go to stop it. They just blocked it in China, by the way. The game, yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's a real life simulator, I guess. Because <laughs> yeah. to be honest, I mean that's one of the best places. Like if you're trying to win, to start your virus. Because right. you, you always. <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's that's probably why they stop. I can never be able to go to China. Well, I got to Google. I could just Google it. All right. Well, they don't use Google there. They use Baidu, right? Yeah, no, but I mean, I could Google pictures. Because right, I probably, right, right. I guess off the airport, I know that. <laughs> anyway, listen, Leonard, it's, it's, it was really fun talking to you, man. And we really appreciate you coming through and giving us a little bit more insight and education on, on, this, on this virus, all right? Of course. Thank you for your time. And I just want to say... Don't freak out, huh? Don't go buy all the face masks. Don't think you're going to die if you get the disease. Too late. I already did that. Uh, <laughs> 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 all right. Adios, mi gente. Nos vemos. <laughs>